This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday, the 2nd of July. Justin, LinkedIn has suffered a massive data breach. I'm talking 700 million users, their personal data being sold online. That'd be phone numbers, addresses, geolocation data, salaries. That's a whole lot of data, Brett. Mm -hmm. Now listen to this. A Victorian woman gambled for 96 hours without leaving the casino. Yikes. That's according to the Victorian Royal Commission into the Crown. She played Baccarat for four days straight and took naps at the poker machines. Crazy stuff, Justin. Fortunately, we have three really solid stories today. Let's do it. For our first, Telstra has sold half of its mobile phone tower network for $2.8 billion, and it reckons the sale won't impact its strong position in the market. Bold claims here from the big T. Mm. What is the story? Well, Telstra owns the largest mobile tower network in the country. And Brett, earlier this year, Telstra flagged that it wanted to sell nearly half of these tower networks. Now, Justin, we know that Telstra split its business into three last year and the towers are part of its Infraco Towers business. Ah, yes. And how did that business go? Well, that business reported $115 million in profit in the six months to December 31 last year. So it's not like it's a money drainer or anything. (laughs) What's interesting is that some experts reckon that Telstra selling its mobile network could see it lose its competitive advantage over others. But Telstra reckons it's no biggie. So Justin, what's the key learning here? A company has a competitive advantage when it can produce goods or services better or more cheaply than its rivals. Now, for Telstra, which holds nearly half the mobile phone retail market here in Australia, mm-hmm. its competitive advantage is its coverage across Australia. Which is because of its infrastructure, i.e. its mm. whopping towers. Now, here's where things get juicy, Justin. Mm-hmm. Because if Telstra sells its whopping towers to another company... Whose interest is to maximise its own returns? Then this other company could potentially sell access to the towers for another telco provider. Like Vodafone or Optus. So the big question is, if they sell their network, will this allow other competitors to catch up? Mm. For our second story, Aussie tech company Nuix is facing a crazy insider trading allegation as ASIC double clicks on its recent (laughs) IPO. Particularly juicy stuff, Mm -hmm. Justin. What's happening here? Alright, well Nuix produces investigative analytics software. In other words, Flux Family, we're talking financial crime, litigation support, insider investigations. Talk about irony, (laughs) Brad. Now Nuix went public in December last year. And they were valued at a whopping $1.8 billion when they listed. And then that price more than doubled over the next two months. But now it's facing some pretty explosive claims that its former CFO stole nearly $18 million as a result of insider trading. And what is the key learning here? Insider trading is the buying or the selling of a publicly traded company's shares by someone who has information about the company that's not public Mm. and it's material information. Think about it, Justin. It's when company insiders like staff or advisors, they use private information about the company to make money or avoid losing money as a result of share price changes. But it's not just any information, Brett. It needs to be material and non-public information. For instance, if you confidentially know a company is about to merge with another company and then you buy shares because you know the share prices will rise, this, my friend, could be deemed insider trading. And fines that go with it can be seriously huge. Not to mention jail time. For our third and final story, shares in China's version of Uber, which is called Diddy, have hit $91 billion just after their massive IPO. Gigantic numbers, Mm -hmm. Justin. Tell me more. Well, Diddy's a Chinese taxi hailing platform that's backed by Alibaba, Ah. Tencent, and Uber. Now, it was founded back in 2012 Mm -hmm. after its founder just couldn't hail a taxi on a freezing night (laughs) in Beijing. I tell you what, those cold nights in Beijing (laughs) will get you. Now, Diddy went on to buy out Uber's China business back in 2016, Mm -hmm. 
Ping. That was after Uber really struggled to get off the ground in China. And now, Diddy's been the dominant ride-hailing business in China. It's got more than 490 million annual active users. And now, the company has gone public, raising nearly $6 billion and taking its total valuation to that 91 bill. It's the biggest US listing by a Chinese company since 2014. So what is the key learning here? The US IPO market is heating up and Diddy wants to get around it. Get this one, Justin. Between April and June, the US had its biggest quarter for IPOs in, let me check, 20 years. Talk me through the numbers, Statman. <laughs> From April to June, 113 IPOs raised a whopping $53 billion. And clearly, Chinese companies, including Diddy, want in. Another stat for you, Justin. Around 29 <laughs> Chinese firms raised around $10 billion in the US in the first six months of this year. And Brett, that's despite some serious economic tensions between the US and China. No more stats from me. <laughs> Flux family, the new hot thing that everyone's talking about, it's the Flux Weekly Newsletter. Comes out every single Monday. Why not give it a go? Head to www.flux.finance or the link will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday. Monday.